Okay, continuing the Arucha Shurim. It's been uh, um, a couple of weeks. Um, and so the Shurim and the Shul are sponsored by the Shur anonymously for Bracha Vahatzalacha Vachal Tov. Okay, so we started last time a new uh, sugya, the sugya of Asogas Gvul, infringement, competition. And we are going to continue talking about that, and we'll just give a real quick overview from last time so we know where we're holding. And the basic idea was, when it comes to competition, two people from the same city are allowed to compete with each other. If someone's a bar masa, he's someone who lives in the same town, he is allowed to compete with, uh, open up a store that competes with an existing store, if someone is in Enoi Bar Masa, if someone's coming from out of town, so then the local could protest. Uh, I think the box is on the front table, sorry. So the local could protest and say, you're infringing on my business, and I don't want you to, to open up. Um, we talked about there are certain instances, it might be Amidus Chasidus, um, if you're causing a loss to someone, even if it's mutter, minadin, for a local to uh, open a competing business, there might be a midas chasidus for a person not to do it. The last thing we ended off last time with was the Av Yosef. The Av Yosef was brought on page 15, and we started looking at the Bishkei Tshuva on page 16, and the basic idea, the Chiddush of the Av Yosef was as follows. In a case where even a local if he is going to open a competition, is going to fully put the first guy out of business, then even though he's a local, he's not allowed to do that, said Dav Yosef. And the case of Dav Yosef was that it was a mavoi, that was a closed mavoi, and one person had his money-changing business all the way deep in at the end of the mavoi, and everyone had to walk all the way there to go do the business. And someone decided to open up, even though he lived in the mavoi, or he was a local, he opened up at the entranceway to the mavoi. So at this point, there's no reason why anyone should walk past him and go to the original guy. So said Dab Yosef, in such a, situ- such a situation, since you are actually going to close down the guy's business, that you're now not allowed to do. That's unfair competition, and therefore it's usher. If it would be an open mavoy on both sides, <coughs> where people could enter on both sides, so that means to say someone could still go, if you're on one side, just because I open up on the other side doesn't mean I'm, 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 I'm knocking you out of business. The people from your side will come to you. So that's a case where a local could compete. However, if he's going to put him out of business, it is an issue. And we saw on page 16, we started looking at the, um, the, um, the Pesachet Tshub a little bit. And um, basically the Pesachet Tshub brought, the Pesachet Tshub, I'm sorry, brought um, numerous Achroinim who agree with Av Yosef. One of them he brings is the uh, Ramah. The Ramah Nechuva, he writes, that the Ramon Achuva says that it's Asr. The case of the Ramah, and this is the only reason I'm going to bring this out, is because it's a, it, there's different examples of totally putting a person out of business. The case of the Aviyasov is very clear. The location makes it you're putting him out of business. The case of the Ramon Achuva is talking about a printing press. A printing press that opens a competing printing press, and he has so much resources, the second guy, that he's able to undercut the first one cut the prices so low, and even take a loss. 
just to put the other guy, just to take over all of the business. And by definition, he's going to put him out of business. So that's another situation where the Ramah says you wouldn't be allowed to do such a thing. Because what you're doing, if you're just going to compete, okay, competition, you're a local, you're allowed to. But to compete in a way that you're going to go put him out of business, that you can't do, and undercutting him so much that he cannot compete, it's just not possible for him to compete, that would not be, that would not be allowed. Um, other cases where the, the, there's a Chassam Seifer also brought on the Pizchei Tshuva. It's a long Pizchei Tshuva. Um, the Chassam Seifer is talking about a case um, that uh, there was a, a one person who was in charge of making sugar for Pesach. And um, the certain people used to give him a Heksher. And um, wa- uh, now Anura wants to come and uh, he wants to... Uh, and he wants to be the one to, to give the heksher, I guess it is. Um, or, to get, or to give a... Ner- um, oh, in other words, so there, there, was one, there was one, it sounds like, it sounds like there was one, it sounds like. So the, these people came and they were the producers of sugar under heksher for Pesach. And they had the exclusive there because they got it from this from this Gaisha factory. And now some new people want to come along and they go to the guy and say, you know, get rid of him and take us. So again, that's a, that's a very uh, posture case where you are closing him down. Because there's only one thing. It's not two stores. There's only one thing here. So if there's one thing and someone has it already and you want now, there might be a difference in some they talk about. There's also, there's certain cases where when it's up for renewal, Let's say you buy this chus, in the olden days you used to buy like a license, you were the one who sold whatever it is for this, you know, for this region. So now someone else wants to come in and sell. So if it's in the middle, you might be knocking him out. But if you buy it for a certain amount of time, and then at the end of the time it's up for renewal, and anybody can now bid for it again, so that's not a problem, that's open market. But if it's in the middle of the story, and you want to now go convince the um, the Adon, or whatever it is, to let you have the business and take it away, that would be another case of him shutting him down. So these are cases, and the Achreinim here are um, paskining like this, Av Yosef. Um, there are some Achreinim who don't agree to the Av Yosef, but we see here, Gedoyle Achreinim, the Ramah, the Chassam Seifer, if you're going to close the person down, if you're going to close the person down, so then it is, um, it is, it is usher. Now, let us look at Rav Moshe Feinstein in a fascinating tshuva on page 17, where he gives another aspect of, of uh, another example of this case. And he says like this, over there in Simen Lamed Aleph, this is from Tav Shin Chav. Hey, I guess it looks like, 1965. So he says, Hine, um, So what's the case? Ruvain had a bookstore. And he had this store from Tavshin Yudzayin. Shimon comes along, rents a nearby storefront. He's going to open a competing Judaica store. And this is the punchline here. Rav Moshe says that you could have a situation in a small town 
where the city just cannot support two stores. How many people are buying Gemaras already? How many people are buying Judaica already? There's not so many people. So they can't support two stores. So the second guy is not really doing anything. It's not like the other cases where he's doing something to put him out of business. However, he cannot, the, the city cannot support two stores. Now, it seems what's happening is that new is always exciting. And it's going to be that the new guy is going to put the old guy out of business. Again, not because he's doing anything specific to put him out of business, but the fact of the matter is that we cannot, this city cannot support two stores. So he says, Ramayisha says, this is a problem of your Lumnus Chaveri, for Osir Lashim Livseyach Anus Bishkunazu, the Svarim Tashmisha Kedusha. Shimon cannot open it. Shimon cannot open the store. Aval, but Ramayisha makes a very interesting stipulation here. And Ramayisha says, Ruvain Tzarech Lashalim Lashimin, Mashashilim Kvar Bada Chanus. See, Shimon went and he rented a store. And he rented a storefront. He wants to open Judeco store. And also, Reuben comes along and says, Hey, I want to take you to Besdin. And they sent to Shiloh to Ramosha. And Ramosha says, Sorry, Shimon, you really can't open. Shimon says, But one second. I had expenses here. I rented the store. I, I paid rent. And maybe I have a lease for a year. Right? And maybe even I moved stuff in already. I did work there. I was just to lose it all? It's not fair. So Ramosha says, Yeah, Reuben, the original guy, has to pay Shimon for the expenses that he's losing. The rent was $75 a month. Reuven has to pay the rent. I had a lease. Listen, you're putting me out of business. You're telling me I can't open up because I'm putting you out of business. But you're telling me I can't open up. No problem. But I don't have to pay $75 a month. So it's yours, Reuven. You, the old store owner, now has to pay my lease of $75 a month. So, <clears throat> that's what Ramosha says. Um, Ramosha at the end says, if you look at the last three lines, he says, Vedanti bedin Ramosha says, how do I have a din taira? I'm uh, only one person. Where's the bezdin? So he says, that there's a concept when two baladinim accept one rav as their dayan, so he could pass. So he says, I'm only donning this because I can't call. One guy doesn't want to come to my bezdin. If I'm a bezdin, I can call him. But if I'm a one rav, I don't have a right. But if they both come, they want to hear what the halach is, so I can pass him. They were mechavin. This is what Ramayisha says. So it's a little hard to understand. Ramayisha doesn't explain why he said this. Why is it that the first guy who had a right to say, don't come and compete with me, why is it that he has to pay for the losses? Why does he have to pay for the losses? So I spoke it over uh, with Reb Chaim Weg, who gives a shurim, like I said last time. I spoke to him, uh, I guess yesterday was. Today's Monday, Sunday, yesterday or today. I don't remember when I spoke to him. And, um, you know, he says that he also doesn't know 100%. Ramayusha doesn't say. There's numerous reasons, perhaps, why Ramayusha said it. Perhaps Ramayusha wasn't so sure about this svara that it's called closing the person down. Again, the Avyasov's case was <coughs> your, you, you, your location, it's obvious, you're shutting him down. Here... He's not shutting him down immediately. One of these stores is going to die a long, agonizing death. 
doesn't not going to happen tomorrow, right? And if you remember last time we talked about what happens if a year later all of a sudden the the store doesn't see it's viable. What Lemafreya he could say you shut me down doesn't make sense. Shutting down seems to be a very clear thing. You undercut the guy, it's not possible. You're at the location, right? Or you, the guy has the license, you get rid of the license. Anything beyond that is not 100% the Avyasov. Ramosh is being mechadish that the situation is that we can't handle two stores, so one's going to have to go out of business, and since the first one was here first, he gets to stay. But it's not as clear as the Yosef. So maybe Ramayusha said, because of that, you know, you could stop him, but at least you got to take the expenses for that. Or Svaras along those lines. Or maybe also, maybe, like we said, even though the Chassam Seifer and the Ramah, they all take the Yosef la but there are Achroinim who don't go with the Yosef. And they say, doesn't make a difference. If you're a local, you can even shut someone down. That's not a problem. Locals have rights to open up. If that's true, again. So because of that, even though Rav Moshe is going with the Ruach of the Av Yosef, that when someone's going to be put out of business, you, uh, you can't open up, but not so much that this person has to take all those losses. Has to take all those losses. So, but that's a very interesting tshuva here from Rav Moshe. Okay, let's move now to page 18. Now we saw this in the Gemara already. And the Gemara says <clears throat> that even though someone who is not a local cannot come and compete, there's one exception to the rule, Malamde Tinoikis. Comes to teaching children Tyra, then competition is always allowed. So that's what we're going to learn now. Now this, if you'll notice, is in Yaradeya, not in Chaysha Mishpat, it's in Yaradeya, in Hilchas Malamdim, in Reish Memhei. So Sif Chaf Bey is there at the bottom. Echad Mibnei Achatz Mnei Mavay Shabikash Lasses Malamde Tinoikis, that line is actually brought in Chayshem Mishpah. That means to say, if I want to open up a school in the neighborhood, the neighbors can't be moicha. That's a Chayshem Mishpah halacha. V'chei, now the second half, One guy had a school, and someone opens a school next door. Other children should come. Or that the children in the first school should come to the second school. Comes to Tyra, the more Tyra, the more the Gemara used the Lashon Kinnis Seifrim Tarbachachma. That was the Lashon of the Gemara, Kinnis Seifrim Tarbachachma. It's interesting that uh, the, the Shulchan Aruch brings the Pasuk of Hashem Chafet Slaman Sidka Yagdul Tara Viyadir. Okay, go to the next page and let's see what the Ramah says. Zok the Ramah. Rav Hayoshiv Be'ir Veloimed Berabim. If you have a, ra, a Rav, not hired by the city, he lives in a city, but because he's a Chashiv Atamachacham, he teaches people Taira. Yochel Chacham Achor Lovay Lilmed Gam Kensham. So another Chacham could come and also open up his Bismedrish and teach Taira. Afilu Mikapeach Sas Parnosas Harishan. Now, even if what he's doing is going to detract a little bit from the first one's parnasa. Kigoin, where does he have parnasa from? Shakol kiblu harishan alam lerav. Again, this is not a hired rav like we have nowadays, as we'll see in a moment. But once he was there, 
you know, people accepted him as the local Rav. And they pay him a little bit. And we're going to see exactly in the Shach what that means. If he is right for it, he's allowed to come, teach Taira, even if it's going to take a little bit away. But let's say Stama Getz shows up in town. Where did the Rav make money, this Rav? Where did he make money? So we'll see in the, in the Shach, he made money if he needed Chasana, uh, they need Masada the Kedushin, they would pay him. They needed a get, they would pay him. So those are the types of monies that we're talking about here. Then now you have a second Rav who comes in. So if he's a local and he, and he opens up shop, so he's allowed to also do that, even if we'll take away a little bit from the first Rav's Parnasa. But if he's a guest who's coming in, that the Ramah says that you can't go be Masada the Kedushin and take away from the local Rav. Uh, the Ramah says, if the, guy, if the second Amachacham, the guest, wants to do the Chuppah, and then take the money and give it to the local Rav, that he could do. It's not so much of a problem of doing the Chuppah, the problem is the money of the Chuppah, so as long as he passes on, it's okay. Welcome to the uh, guest. I said, my first one to the town was say for three, four months. Is there a, you know, he's... Zachary has to be kaveya himself, that he'll stay there okay. for, a, for a good kufa. I mean, we have halachas, the person, we have, a, there's halachas, I don't know if it's the same thing, in Ochastak you find, if a person's there for 30 days, he has a din like a, a resident. If he plans on, if he moves there and plans on staying there forever, immediately he has a din of a resident. So maybe it's a totally in 30 days, I don't know. So let's look at the shach. The shach is um, in ice. Tes Vav there, three lines from the top. Like we said. That's the So basically, is saying, the second one, the second Rav is coming in, I, the first one's losing Parnasa from all these type of side things. Gitin, Chalitza, Berchus Eresin, Nisuin, all different types of ways of getting this Rav money. So says the Shach, So the Shach, the Tertium Sadashin says, you know, really, people are not supposed to take money to do a mitzvah. You're not supposed to take money to do a mitzvah. If there's a mitzvah, to do Misadir Aget, or to be Misadir Kedushin, you're not supposed to take money for it. We have a problem that we, and the Rabbanim don't have money, and they're busy with all these things, so Mimela, we, we, we give them the money. But he says, really, that's really something we're really embarrassed about. If you go up to the next, and we try hard to find heterim of why we're allowed to pay them. Shemazadash is saying a fascinating thing here. He's saying, the second Rav is coming in, and you're going to taina, he's stealing the Parnasa of the first Rav. Well, you know what? That Parnasa is really something we're embarrassed to say that we pay. Because really, he should be doing it for free, because and, and, it's a mitzvah. Elamai, we have to get him money. 
but are you going to tell me it's such a strong parnasa that someone else can't take it away? He says, that's, that's, that's too much. Now, tomorrow I'm giving a shir, Be'ez Hashem, on the Noi Debi Yehuda. That's tomorrow's G'daylem shir. So, Noi Debi Yehuda, I'm going to say tomorrow, um, the Noi Debi Yehuda in a tshuva, he, as someone asks him if he takes money for doing a chalitza. So he writes, Chas v'shalom, I'll never take a penny for doing a chalitza. He's, or any Darvish of Kedusha, he, he, he was very makbed on it. He said, I don't even, now by chalitza, there are three dayanim, and then two associate dayanim. By every chalitza, is five dayanim. Three main and two additions. So he says, the two other main ones, also I don't allow to take any money. The two extra ones, I allow them to take money. And not Moiche says. Sometimes what they do is they take the money and they pass it on to the other two, who I don't allow to take money. He says, I just ignore it. But me, I don't take any money. That's a very stark about it in a tshuva. So that's what Shuma Sadesh is saying. The fact of taking money is the real Bidiyavid. So how can we say in our Bidiyavid world that that's his rightful parnasa that you're going to have tainas now when someone takes it from him. It's not his rightful parnasa without anybody taking it from him because we're not supposed to be paying it. Akan l'shoyna. Umashma, suzok t'shach. Deprashu beheter borer. But let's say it's something that's not for a mitzvah. Let's say it's a beheter borer. We could get the rav um, a, a parnasa, Right? So then, sounds like if it's a real bona fide hetter that we're not, you know, looking around for a terim, he's So then you're talking not to take it. Says the shach, that's all midin. says the minig should be we should protest. If there's a rav here who's doing things. And this is where he's getting his parnasa from, even though, like we're saying, Mitzad Hadin, the second Rav really can't, uh, really could come and take it because it's not a real parnasa. But the Minigi says is that we should be Moicha. That's what the Shach says. Now, if you look down in the Pischei Tshuva, um, the top line there, he writes uh, we're, um, on the left side there, Ayin Berhetiv, that's what we just read from the Shach. Ayin Shuvah Sham Seifer, Simen Reish Lamed, De'ein Elu Advarim Namorim Elibiyameim, Shalei Kiblu Harav Kipoyal. This is when they didn't hire a Rav, like I said before. It was a Talmud Chacham in the city, because it was in the city, he's, he, he's the one who did the Kiddushin, he's the one who did the Mechiris Chametz, but it wasn't a hired by the city like a Poyal, like a hired worker. Elokol Talmud Chacham, Hinnig B'nai Iroi. Every Talmud Chacham who lived in a city, he became the default uh, Manhig. It's not a local Talmud Chacham. as you hire Rav from another city a lot of times. He comes and he moves here. And that Rav is not just getting Stam, Kedushin. He's getting a salary. Right? You hire him. Now part of his salary included in that is he also gets the chalitzas and the kedushin and the gitin, but it's all part of a package of a salary. Imkain who ain't a nital prashalaykadin klal. So that person, that rav, is not taking a prashalaykadin because he's a hired worker. Ulayakilis palu oven shetilu parnasas harav aleyachidim. Skip that line. Vein busha kanal tilus prazeh. 
being paid as a rav is not a busha. Right, the the Ramah sound like the Shachsa Chuma Sadesh is a busha for a rav to be paid. That's not what we're talking. Not a hired rav. If you give it to him like a mensch, but they're covered. If you make him beg for it, so then it's a busha from that side. But legabe halacha, it's not a busha. Uchvar zocha zeharav bechorav chi David dasa begvula. So that means to say the rav was zocha with his contract, with his salary, any monies that are supposed to come to him. So then another Rav walks in and starts being Masada Kedushin. That's not the Ramah. That's not our case. Also, Shemadam Lekapeach Parnasosim is a Varezek Goizel Mamish. Ayn Shambayrech. So the Chesam Sarbiz Mimachalik, and what type of Rav we're talking about, what's the situation? Now, I just wanted to, I know they don't have it here, and it's not really Nagyar Sugya. I wanted to do the next Pischechuva also, because he talks about if a guest comes, he's allowed to be Masada Kedushin if he. Passes on the money to the Rav. So the Zakta, look at the next piece in Yud Beis. Ayin Shuv is Naidim Yehuda. That's tomorrow Shir Naidim Yehuda. Tinyana Chelik Evan Ezer. His yard site is on on uh, Yud Zayin on Thursday. Will be his yard site. Two hundred twenty-eighth, I think. Shakasav the Kvar Nagur Abonim Siltzulu Beatzmam. So even though in the Ramah sounds like the other Rav could be beside the Kedushin, just as long as the money goes. He says no. Now. <coughs> the Rabbanim are very protective. And only they only allow themselves to be Masada Kedushin. It's not only about the money. It's about the covet of doing the Siddha Kedushin. That belongs to the Rav. So a guest Rav can't come in and be Masada Kedushin. You know, in, in European cities, it's like that. In, in, in Gateshead, only the Rav was beside the Kedushin. In Antwerp, my Zayder of Christ was the Kriyan Lebrach, was the Rav. The Rav was in town, as we'll see in a moment. If he's not in town, it's different. The Rav's there, only the Rav is beside the Kedushin. And that's it. No one else ought to be beside the Kedushin. There was once a story, Rav Donner, the old Rav Donner. The, the, you might know Rav Aaron David Donner, he's a famous speaker. His father was the Rav of, um, in London. He was the Abedin in London. We're on the bed in London. So he once came to Antwerp for a uh, for a chas, his grandchild's chasana. So my Zayder of Kreiserth was mechabed him that he should be Masad the Kedushin. The chasana. So Rav Dana said, no, I'm not being Masad the Kedushin. See, the Kedushin belongs to the Rav. So my Zayder took the microphone under the chuppah and he said that I'm giving away my Rabbanus for 15 minutes to Rav Donner. Now he's the Antwerp in the roof. And now he can be Masada Kedushin. <laughs> and they used to say in London that our Rav was an entrepreneur for 15 minutes. My Zaydi say, must be 15 minutes, entrepreneur Rav is more Khashiv than years and years of being the Abbasdan of London. <laughs> Anyways, but that's how he got out of it. That's how he got out of it. So, a cute story. Um, now, the Piskachuva says, Becholzem Haya Rav Hayasham. That's if the Rav is in the town. What happens if they're waiting for the Rav to come? He's not coming. So you don't have to worry about his covenant. He's showing up late. He's not showing up. What are we supposed to wait around? How long could you wait? And he should have sent somebody else. He should have sent someone else if he's not coming. And then he says, I guess the story was, a guest Rav was Masada Kedushin, and the Rav of the city wanted to punish him and, and pa- penalize him. So the Naibudah says, you want to penalize him because you didn't show up? 
We should punish you for wanting to punish him incorrectly because you should have been there. And if you weren't there, it's not his fault that he was Masada Kedushin. Anyways, that's a cute Piskechuva Nud Behuda over here. Okay, but the point is over here, see this concept of Nagar to Arav. Now, if you skip for a moment to page 22, here is another Shtikov Ramayisha. We're not going to go through the whole thing. And again, you got to know the details of the story. But it's an interesting story here. And the basic idea was, and here we are, this is a series of Mechuva Tovshin Yunches, 1958. This was in Brooklyn. Um, <clears throat> where in Brooklyn, I don't know. But it seems a certain Rav or a Rebbe had a shul. And people in Davin, anyone in the neighborhood, Davin in a shul. And all of a sudden, one day, another Rebbe opens up a block away. Now it seems, it's possible that it seems from the story that it wasn't just like he opened up. He actually went and tried to attract the Mispalim from the first Rebbe to him. Now some of the Mispalim said, well we didn't like the Nusach by the first Rebbe, we didn't know the Nagunim. And then they said the Rebbe screamed a lot at us and he cursed us and he screamed he didn't like our Rebbe. And the Rebbe said it never happened, it was only a one time story and he didn't really do it. It was a back and forth. So basically, Ramosha says that uh, the, for the second Rebbe is not allowed to do it. He's basically closing down the first Rebbe. In this case, there was really nothing left of his kehila, and his kehila was his parnasa. And it seems also like he had like a shul, which the building was not really, if, if he can't use it, it wasn't sellable for anything. It wasn't a house, it wasn't a shul, it was the middle, or even was a shul, who was going to buy it? So it was like a big loss of his parnas that was happening. And Ramosha basically says a bechidish here. Ramosha says that what happened to Kina Seifrim? We already had Malamde Tinaikis, you can't be Moicha, right? It doesn't say over there that if you can put him out of business, right? Kina Seifrim Tarbachachma. Ramosha says that it doesn't apply to a, ra, a shul. It doesn't apply to a shul. And probably part of the understanding is, and that's why I want to bring out this Ramosha, is that. Malamdi Tinaikis, that is what they do. They teach children. A, a Rav who has a shul, he probably gave shurim too, but that wasn't the Nidin over here. The Nidin wasn't that you're taking away people from my shurim, right? That the person could say, listen, right? Hashem Chavitz Laman Sigdai. Laman Sigdai, right? I once told to someone, I once started a shir uh, many years ago, a shir, and. Uh, and, uh, and another shir called up and said, you know, uh, we already have a shir in town, a similar shir to what you're doing. So I said, okay, so what's wrong? I'm very happy. Now we have two shir, I'm Gavaldic. Yeah, but what do you mean? Uh, you know, so should we close down ours and come to you? I said, no, absolutely not. You keep yours, I keep mine. If one more person who doesn't go to your shir comes to my shir, one more person's learning. Right? Isn't that good? Aren't we in the business of Tyra? I mean, come on. I think it's Gavaldic. You know? As long as people are learning, that's Gavaldic a thing. But it sounds like over here that wasn't the Nidain. Ramayisha says over here, the Pshad is it was the Shul was like a business. It was like a business, the Shul, right? That was his Parnasa. And therefore opening a competing Shul. And again, a person has a choice to daven where he wants to daven. But it sounds like that they were actually you know, enticing the customers to come and things like that. So Ramayisha basically says that the second one is taka not allowed to not, not allowed to be open. And he goes so far to say, it, you know, you have to go and be Mephias, the first Rav, and has a Mechila, and uh, so on and so forth. So this is 
an interesting twist onto the uh, interesting twist onto the Malamde Tinaikas that it's not all Ruchnias, it's not all mitzvahs. It's specifically teaching Tyra. Like I'm saying, again, if you had unhappy Misbalim and they're going somewhere else, you can't force a guy to Davin where he doesn't want to Davin. But it sounds like even the happy Misbalim were like being uh, enticed to go away. Okay, that's interesting, Ramosha. Does the first rub have to pay the second rub? You mean, what, with the, right, look. So, like that first case, right? Like, yeah, it's very, it's like interesting. Like, yeah. again, Ramosha a lot of times did this from his own Das Taira, and each situation, again, you have to know the details of each situation of why he said one thing one place and why he said another. Over here he says that the second place has to be Mephaya, same with Momen. They even have to, not only have to mechila, they advise him with maman, he says. So, um, yes, you have to know exactly what, what the difference is in the cases, 100%. 100%. Now let's just end off, the last thing is with this very important chazanish on page 20 and 21. And the chazanish says like this. <clears throat> this is chazanish in Amunam Bitach and Parakimel. And he says, Chayvais hamusriyais, I'm right there on, by Aleph. Sometimes a person's musr obligations, moral obligations, are actually tied up together with the psak halacha. And the halacha is what decides what's usr and mutter in the world of musr. Ketzad, what are we talking about? Amru babavasr chafal vamabez, ar gemara. When it comes to Malamde Tinaikis, you can't come and say, you stole my Parnasa. Let's say, imagine, you have teachers in a city, they're working hard, making money. And also from another city, a new group of Malamdim come. People always like new things. They don't want the old people. Nothing wrong with the old ones, but something new and exciting shows up in town. So everyone jumped to the new school. When the local malamdim now are damaged. So what's going to happen? The people who were gypped, meaning the old rabbeim, in their heart, all of a sudden, they're going to mamish have sinah. Al haroidfim these new people who are right after them. Once you hate someone in your heart, you already look for problems, you look for stories. <coughs> they start talking bad about them. Then when it goes from Stam Lashon Hara to Maiti Shemra, what they do after rile up all the people in the city. What achzarius, these people come in, they're stealing our parnasa, have rachmanis on us. There are big fights going on in town, a chutzpah of these new rabbeim coming in, stealing parnasa. People take revenge against them. These are how machlaiksim get out of control. It's true, whatever they would be doing would be not a problem. If the halacha was like the old rabbeim, so then they have a right to protest and to do whatever they want. 
שחיים לעקב החדושים. והחדושים היו חייתי בנפשם למורס נגד ההלוכה, שנאמר למשה רבינו עליו השלום בסיני. אין כאן איסר מחלוקס ולאיסר שמר ולאיסר שכינם, ויש כאן מלחמת מצווה להאמן הדס על תהילה. So Chazanish is saying a very interesting thing. He's saying when you're in the right, if the Allah is right, you have a right to fight to the end that things should be done correctly. And he says it's not called machlaikas. So you wonder what machlaikas is. Machlaikas is what the Torah decides machlaikas is. If I'm right and I have a right to do something, the fact that I fight for my rights is not called machlaikas. You're allowed to fight for what's right. It's not, he even says it's not called Yisrael Hashan Hara. It's not Sin HaSchina. But that's only if you're right. But they weren't right, these people. But the Allah said not like that. The Allah says that the new people are allowed to come. And that's more important than the old people's parnasa. That's really what it's saying. Overrides taking away someone's parnasa. That's what the Torah paskin. So that means the new guys were right. Now all the old guys who fought a war against them, they're spilling innocent blood. They're wrong. Now that they hate them, the exact same actions that before there was no problem. before. That's when you're right. When you're wrong, those exact same actions are full of isurim. Does that apply to marriage? What do you mean? <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure it's such a smart idea. <laughs> so he says, when we pass in that halacha, that by children, you say, included in that are so many halachas that you're going to meet. Because of that halacha, all of these Musr things, the fights, the Lashanara, the Sinna, which he's calling Musr type of things, right? Those are all an offshoot of what the halacha is. When we pass in the halacha is like the Kinnasai from the Zarbachachma, that means all those things became Averis, if you're on the wrong side of it. If the halacha would have been the opposite, all these things would have been mitzvahs. So that's what he means, all of these Chayvis Hamusarius, the Sinna, the Kinnah, the Lashnara, the Nakama, all that is decided by what the halacha is. Now look at the next paragraph, and this is a, a very, very important. I use this chazanish all the time. It's so important to know. Chazanish says you should make sure to make this a part of your life. Whenever you have a situation with someone, or you see a situation, you have to weigh according to the scale of halacha, ladas mihu haroidev umihu hanirdav. Who is the one who is chasing and who's being chased? It's not always so clear. It's not always so clear. Let's look at our story. It looks like the old melamdim are the nirdafim. They're being chased. And the new ones are the rightfim. And we should fight against those rightfim. 
But since the halacha says the opposite, that they were allowed to be here, so comes out the old melamdim waging wars are the true right fin. And the new guys who look like they're the ones making the trouble are their nerdafim. In every situation, it's very, you have to go halachically, not emotionally, not what it looks like. V'aloi limud musar, manchil ava v'chemla lahanirdaf, v'chames merurus laharoidaf, because a person, what he's going to do is, for the nirdaf, he should be full of rachmanas. For the raidif, he should be upset at him. How, how awesome it is. The stumbling block. And the rabbis hapuka means also like you fall into a pit. When you mix them up. So you say, how do you decide that? Zulus besifrei hapaiskim. You gotta look in halacha. Asher mosrum lonu mitzuke tevo It's not so simple. It's not totally in the one who is chasing, let's say, let's say the new malamdim here. They look like they're the right fim. But if they have a right in halacha to do it, they're not doing anything wrong. And if you are right of them, you are now the right of. Umi, he continues, says, Umi shaloi hukva belibai haisayi razeh. So the Chazanish is saying that if you don't understand this, so it's not going to help if you're busy working on your Midas. Why? Because if you, just because you think you work on your Midas, it's not so much about working on your Midas if you don't know how to apply them in the proper situation. If I think something is a Mechemes Mitzvah, Right? I could be the biggest person who controls my midas and I don't speak Lashonara and I don't have sin and I don't do nikama. But in cases where I think it's a mitzvah, so I'm saying, the rabbi, that's when I'm supposed to use it for a mitzvah. But if you're making a mistake in that decision, so then you're, you're, you're just a mushkas again. You're just doing bad midas. So that's what he says and that's what the whole last thing is about as well. But it's a very important thing and so many times I've had this. So many times, especially in Machloiksim, and you think you know who's the Raidif and who's the Nirdif. I had such a situation where it looked so clear that one person was being Raidif the other. That's mamish what it looked like. And I told somebody, I said, stop for a moment and think clearly through the situation of what's really going on here. And you'll see that the guy who's being, pre- being presented as the Raidif, he is truly the Nirdif. It's really the opposite. The, the Chazanish is saying you have to look at it from a halachic perspective. But it's not always halachic perspective. Sometimes you just, it looks one way. But really what's happening is the exact opposite. And this was Machlaiksim throughout, you look throughout history. You know, throughout history, you know, different Machlaiksim than what happened in, in Klal Yisrael. Maybe Chassidim and non-Chassidim when they came into the world. Who was the Raidif and who was the Nirdif? You know what I'm saying? Who was, who was the one who was, you know, you have to know. In every situation, who was the Raidif and who was the Nirdif? It's a very important side. Here the Chazanish is saying that you have to make sure you know what's going on. Because as we see, a situation might look one way. And you have this maybe with jobs, with schools, with Rabbeim. You could have this, Right? Who's the Raidif and who is the Nirdaf? Says the Chazanish. First, find out what the Halach is. You find out what the Halach is, then you can decide. It's not about emotions, it's not about what it looks like. The ones who have a right to do something, they're no longer right for him. And if you are right of them, so then you're going the wrong way in things. So that's a very important Halacha that comes out from here. And Bez Hashem, we will continue on Wednesday.